Hello and welcome to Mothman's Bookshop. My name is Nicole and today I'd like to tell you about Good Girl, Bad Blood by Holly Jackson. Warning, I'll try and make this as spoiler-free as possible, but given it's a book review, there are bound to be a couple spoilers. Two things before I begin. First is that after thinking about it some more, I've decided to rate the Night Circus at a 3.8 out of 5 instead of a 4 out of 5. It may seem like a small difference, but I just wanted to clarify. And number two is that I want to warn everyone that this review is about the sequel to A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, which I covered in episode 5, so I highly suggest you listen to that to avoid spoilers and to understand more in case I mention things from the previous book. Now, I already had high expectations for, for Good Girl Bad Blood after such a great start to the series, and I'm happy to say that this book met nearly all of them. The writing was amazing, there weren't as many cliches, but the plot twist came a little bit out of nowhere, which I'll talk about soon. Other than that, this book was so good. Content warning for mentions of murder and PTSD. As usual, please read trigger and content warnings before reading these books. And with that, Let's get into it. After the events of the first book, Salila Singh's name is officially cleared and the town is recovering from the events of the previous year. Pippa is now in the final year of her senior year and has a podcast, like me, detailing the double murder mystery she solved last year and everything she learned during the investigation, unlike me. Pip is also definitely not a detective anymore, at all. That is, until someone close to her goes missing. During the memorial for Andy Bell and Salil Singh, Jamie Reynolds looks really worried and seems to be looking for someone, but Pip thinks nothing of it until Connor begs her to find his brother. Despite her attempts to reject the case, she realizes that she has no choice in the matter since police refuse to do literally anything about it, claiming not to have the resources. As Pip investigates, she not only needs to deal with constant harassment both online and in person, but she also needs to deal with an unjust court system that allows guilty men to walk free. Now Pip has to solve another mystery before someone else gets hurt. This book is a direct sequel, like most, meaning that it directly continues the story from the first book, same setting, same characters, and usually the same general genre and ideas. Holly Jackson does such a great job of taking these characters, specifically Pip and Robbie, and developing them, their relationship, and who they are just as individuals. It starts with a memorial service for Sal and Andy, and I honestly teared up for a couple reasons while reading it. The first is just the writing. It was so heart-wrenching to quote-unquote hear their friends and family talk about Sal's kindness and how much everyone misses the two of them. The second reason is the fact that after five years of the entire Singh family being demonized for raising an alleged murderer, he's finally proven innocent and they can properly grieve his untimely death. The quote that specifically hurt the most was, and it's a bit of a long one so bear with me, but first, there's something I want to tell my boy, something I've waited six years to say out loud. The page quivered against the microphone like paper wings as Mohan wiped his eyes. Sal, I'm sorry. I love you. You will never be truly gone. There's more to it, but that's the main part, and even reading it now, I teared up a little. Besides that, I think that Jackson really did a great job of keeping the momentum going and the same tone from one book to the next. In Good Girl's Guide, I love the way Jackson kept the suspense high throughout the book, and I'm happy to say that the same is true here. I was kept guessing throughout the entire book, and I absolutely loved it. I found a review by Emily Mitchell for the Suffolk Library in England that perfectly summarizes what I mean. 
She said, Jackson deftly wraps up each particular mystery in her books, but leaves the door wide open for another book with tantalizing crumbs and, of course, an open ending that left me unsettled and on edge. Fun fact, both Good Girl's Guide and Good Girl Bad Blood were based on true stories. The difference being that the first was based on a bunch of little cases, while this one is largely inspired by two specific ones. I don't know what they are because in every interview Jackson wanted to avoid spoilers, but from what I could find, they were pretty big and happened in England in the 90s. Back to the review, I want to go over Jackson's depiction of PTSD here. At some point in the book, Pip witnesses some truly horrific things and they cause a lot of trauma for her. On top of that, she nearly died in the first book, so the last few months have been pretty intense for her. Towards the end of the book, when everything happens, the writing gets a lot more intense and darker than the rest of the book, and what I loved specifically was the way that certain words were dispersed and farther away from each other than others. It really added to the intensity of the whole part and allowed the reader to understand what Pip was going through. Something else that I noticed is that Pip was struggling with her sense of identity as the sort of hero of the town. Throughout the two books, she does some questionable things, based on the whole the ends justify the means idea. She definitely helps a lot of people with her actions, but she also exposes a lot of information. Consensually, mostly. But it's still a very morally grey area, and Pippa's becoming a very morally grey character, something she herself is struggling to cope with. Kind of building off of that, there's a small line in the beginning where everyone is searching for Jamie, and Robbie says, let's look for Sal but he quickly corrects himself to say Jamie. It's a small detail, but really shows that he's still grieving and dealing with the effects of his brother's death and false accusations. Jackson was so smart to add that in because it allows us as the reader to connect with this book. Something I wasn't super into was the twist quote-unquote villain who wasn't really a villain, just a victim of unfortunate circumstances. I thought he sort of came out of nowhere and could have had more foreshadowing and other details hinting towards his identity. The actual villain was actually very well done and made a lot of sense in the context of the story. He felt really evil, but also justified in a way. Final thoughts? I absolutely loved the reading experience. There were funny parts, there were absolutely heart-wrenching parts, the pacing was great, and all around it was a great book. I can't help but compare it to the first, and I will say that it was a bit weaker in terms of suspense. I was still a nervous wreck while reading it, but slightly less so. Most platforms rate this book around a 4.6 out of 5, I rate it at a 4.8 out of 5. This week's first question comes from Foggy D, basically tradition at this point, who asks, has this made you more or less inclined to seek out murder mystery fiction in whatever type of media in the future? I'm definitely more open towards getting, watching, and reading murder mysteries now that I've read these, but I've always loved a good murder mystery. Unfortunately, I don't really read many, uh, but these definitely make me want to read more of them. Our next question comes from Kaylin, who asks, what genre do you feel is underrated or overlooked? Definitely magical realism and philosophical slash diary fiction. The first is when it's just regular Earth, modern or historic, but there's a magical element of some sort and it's so fun to read, but everyone focuses on just pure fantasy. The other genre is that sort of fiction where the reader gets to question their place on Earth, but also have a good calm read without the world being destroyed. One of my favorite books is a cross between the two, and it's called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. 
Thank you all for listening to this episode of Mothman's Bookshop. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you did and would like to know when the next episode comes out, do yourself a favor and follow the podcast. And if you have any questions or recommendations, feel free to use the form in the description or join the Discord. Once again, my name is Nicole, and I'll see you next week here in Mothman's Bookshop.